Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. The San Jose Sharks Audio Network is proud to present Sharks Instant Replay. Highlights from the most recent San Jose Sharks game. Each National Hockey League season has its dramatic moments. And tonight we got one at SAP Center at San Jose with Evander Kane getting the game winner in overtime. The Sharks never led in the game until it really, really mattered. Final score, the Sharks 3 and the Blues 2 in OT. Time now for our instant replay of everything that happened tonight at the Shark Tank. In the first period, well, the first thing to talk about was a fight 235 into the first period. Before the game, pregame, as was the case last contest, Curtis Gabriel was hanging out around the red line, and he ran into Kyle Clifford, the tough guy who was uh, playing in a very big game for him, a milestone night. Game number 700 for Kyle Clifford. Uh, probably wasn't talking about that, nor accepting congratulations from Curtis Gabriel, because as I mentioned, 235 in, they dropped the gloves. Great to have you with us here from SAP Center at San Jose. Off the drop, we've got a fight on the ice. And guess who? It's Curtis Gabriel and Kyle Clifford right in front of the Sharks' net. A couple of lefts and a couple of rights on both sides. Clifford is hanging in there, but now a roundhouse right by Gabriel and a big hit to the head not once but twice by Gabriel. The helmet goes flying for Clifford. A third shot to the head by Gabriel, but Clifford is hanging in there. He's coming right back, and everybody is ringside watching this battle between Clifford of the Blues and Gabriel of the Sharks. They continue to go, and finally, Curtis Gabriel, a bigger man, wrestles down Clifford, but Clifford gets right back up, and you've got to give him a lot of credit, too, for hanging in there in this battle. That was quite a tussle, wasn't it? Two big boys going at it, a lot of heavy shots. You know, it was a great to see that excitement. Gabriel, I love how he he tries to do it right from the warm-up. He was talking to Clifford, you know, it was ready to go. He knows what he's going to do out there. He was physical in the few shifts he got tonight, but you got to love it, bring in the energy. And so that set the table for an intense night, mostly a chess match actually between the coaches, but a lot of hard skating and good hitting and also some great goaltending. St. Louis, though, would take the one to nothing lead on a fluky play at 4-16. It turned out to be Nico Mikolas' first National Hockey League goal. It knocked it off the near boards for Vince Dunn. Long pass on the left side. O'Reilly tips it ahead of the red line. Gets across the Sharks line. Ferraro one-on-one against the bigger man in Tarasenko. Tarasenko's going to win the battle there. Whips a backhand to the point And a quick shot by Nico Mikola. I can't believe it. It went in. How did that go in? They score. Mikola. And I don't think it got deflected. It just sort of went straight toward the net. Nico Mikola makes it one nothing, St. Louis. 
I didn't think it was deflected. Then I did think it was deflected. You had the same reaction. It turned out it wasn't deflected, but a strange, strange goal by Nico Mikola. He'll tell his grandchildren, and he slapped it from uh, the point and went top corner. It doesn't matter. It went in. His first NHL goal. Tarasenko, the key player in that uh, play and sequence because he won the battle with Ferraro physically. O'Reilly got his first of two assists. Tarasenko also got the primary assist. one nothing St. Louis. Yeah, Tarasenko used his body there uh, and just kind of bounced, pushed off of Ferrero and was able to just throw that back up to the point for that kind of weird shot from the point. In the second period with the score 1-0 St. Louis, the Blues put on a show. They threw 16 shots and accepted only five from San Jose. But one of those five shots was a very important one from the stick of Mark Edward Vlasic. Mackenzie McEachern has that short-handed goal against the Sharks. Goes to Clifford on the right. Across the line, he had McEachern driving the center lane. Threw the puck in his direction, but it hit a skate. Sharks back the other way. Vlasic's up ice. Move in. Shoots. He scores! Edward Vlasic jumped up into the play when he saw an opportunity, and he risks it up high and beats Husso. And Vlasic ties the game one-to-one with his first goal of the season. Beautiful goal by Mark Edward Vlasic. The last time he scored a goal was December the 7th, 2019, on the road in Tampa, Florida, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That was 61 games played ago, and Vlasic had a pretty solid effort tonight, along with the goal, some pretty good defensive plays, too. Yeah, he had the block shot earlier on in the sequence that led to his goal. He blocked it, got it outside. So, again, he was a little more aggressive tonight. I thought he had his feet under him. Um, you know, a good job by Vlasic here tonight. We didn't have time to exactly go through the exact passing sequence because Vlasic was up ice so quickly, and that was partly because Patrick Marleau and Ryan Donato moved it so well together. Donato, a nice little pass on the tape of Vlasic on that play to get the primary assist, and Marleau also helped. Yeah, Marleau was a good play on the wall to chip it up to Donato, who got it at the red line, and he just turned, found Vlasic right on that seam, um, hit him right in stride, and then Vlasic did the rest. Time of that goal, seven minutes of the second period. 1-1 the score. Vlasic's first from Donato and Mardo. And then the Sharks got into a little bit of penalty trouble. Kevin LeBanc took two penalties in succession late in the period. Well, before that, it was Joel Shellman getting a face-off violation by kind of gloving the puck inside the face-off circle. That put the Blues on the power play. Then LeBanc took his first of two at 14:34 for high sticking. The Sharks killed that one off. But then LeBanc again, an ill-advised tripping call at 18:27 of the second period and another opportunity for a strong Blues team, and it was result in this. And now it's O'Reilly, stick handling. Uh-oh, Gambrell lost his stick. And O'Reilly found the seam with Gambrell reaching down, got it to Perron, but his shot is blocked. How quickly O'Reilly reacts, sends it across. Perron, shoot, score! The second time O'Reilly found a seam, a perfect pass, and David Perron had nobody near him in the left circle. One-timed it. Power play goal, 53.2 seconds left in the second. That is a costly penalty to LeBanc. It's a 2-1 St. Louis lead. It turned out to be deflected in front by Braden Shen. It's his 12th goal of the season. Six of those 12, 50% of his total against the Sharks this year. But Perron, who kind of fanned on the shot on that one-timer, got the primary assist. Yet that play was totally set up by Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, that was Ryan O'Reilly all the way. He found those uh, middle plays and then just turned around and looked and found two seams in a row. And then the second one ended up in the back of the net. Another thing that we need to tell you about is that after that play and after that goal went in, Kevin LeBanc did not see the ice for the rest of the night. He was summarily benched 
for taking those two penalties. The second one resulted in the Blues taking a 2-1 to lead. He did not play at all after that. No, especially uh, on that play. I'm not going to say that the first one was kind of incidental because he had to chase down that guy in the breakaway, but definitely that second one right when you get out of the penalty box. That's a no-no from your, from your coach, and he paid for it with no ice time in the third. And so the Sharks effectively were down to, well... One less skater for the third period because of that, even though LeBanc was available. And yet they persevered. They pressed on. And all of a sudden, St. Louis got into a little penalty trouble. Ryan O'Reilly rarely gets calls. He's had a few this year, though. Got a two-minute hooking penalty at 345. That put the Sharks on the power play. And from that power play, you could sense that the, 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 sort of the, the tables were starting to turn in this game. I don't want to say that St. Louis was thinking about going home for the next few days or not at the end of a long and tiring road trip, but you know what it's like at the end of a trip. It can get really exhausting mentally. And at the same time, the Sharks continue their desperation play. Captain of the Blues goes to the penalty box, and the Sharks got momentum from that, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. Like you said, you know, it's not what... You know, they're tired. They're a little bit down. You could see that that play, the zip kind of came out of their game that they had in that second period. Give credit to the Sharks because the Sharks came out, you know, w with a bone to pick. They came out flying, and, and you saw it there, and it ended up getting that goal because after you don't see Ryan O'Reilly get too many penalties, and, you know, when they get the power play and, and the energy, and you saw that ice sort of tilt towards San Jose's favor, and then they were able to pick up the win. And so here we were in the third period with the Blues leading by the score of 2-1. to one. But a second penalty got called, and this was a costly one for Jordan Cairo. The right winger got called for tripping. He tripped up Evander Kane on the play, and that's not always that's not a very easy thing to do with Kane pushing hard out there. But at 7:49 of the third period, the Sharks had the man advantage, and here's what happened. Kane to Eric Carlson slides to the right, moves to the left. There's Balsers down low, walking out of the corner. Chance score! Well, that was a great opportunity right out in front, and it was just thrown to the front of the net. Evander Kane was in front of the goal. Logan Couture out in front, and the Sharks have tied this game 2-2. And again, walking out of the corner, I think Couture is going to get credit for it. He jammed at the rebound. Balsers and Donato were out there, and Logan should get credit for this game-tying goal. He did get credit for it. His 13th of the season. This one on the power play. His second power play goal of the year at 7.58. Tied the game 2-2. Donato and Balsers both figured in on the assist. So two assists for Ryan Donato tonight. And a good effort by him. And Rudolph's Balsers also showing some pretty creative ideas on the ice tonight. Yeah, I thought they had great energy. They they got in on the forecheck and, and threw a lot of pucks to the net, which usually leads to good things. So, uh, again, a great game from them tonight and so it came down to the three on three the sharks had recently lost a three on three overtime game they had not won yet in three on three play as they had an overtime victory however that was with a power play so here we were first minute of overtime sink or swim somebody's got to get two points and evander kane showed why they pay him all the money Couture pressuring perron there he skated toward his goal. Now headmans to O'Reilly. Only Eric Carlson's back. Falk is up ice. Here comes O'Reilly. Fearing to his left. Making the move on Dubnik. Dubnik challenges and knocks the puck away. Eric Carlson races out with it. Carlson flying. Lead pass. Kane moving in. Shooting it. He scores! Evander Kane wins it for the Sharks in overtime. 41 seconds in. The Sharks, three. The Blues, two. How sweet that was for Evander Kane. Played over 23 minutes tonight, but in, in, impressively, just really 
put on the Jets when it really needed to be done and a great shot. Yeah, Carlson hit him in stride, and then, you know, Kaner had the advantage there. He kind of came down. He really had a good release on that shot, was able to go far side on Billy Huso, but he had that step on that D-man, and he made no mistake. Not to be forgotten on that game-winning play, was back in the Sharks' net with Devin Dubnik making that stop just before the Sharks rushed up the ice. Yeah, and he had a couple of those tonight. He did some amazing work earlier on Sanford when he tried to walk out from the very aggressive out and crease. He's using that stick. He whacked a few pucks. If you remember, even back in the second period, he had one on a cross ice where he came out. Loved the aggressiveness because on that third goal, he doesn't do that. Ryan O'Reilly's trying to walk, get to that empty net. He comes out and challenges, does that poke check, leads to the game-winning goal. Joining us from the locker room, Sharks winger Ryan Donato, who had a couple of very hard-earned assists. The lines juggled around a little bit, Ryan, and it seems as if that that worked for the hockey team. But all in all, uh, how'd you feel about that effort and the result? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the, uh, a lot of the guys uh, were resilient throughout the game. Uh, no matter what was happening, obviously, we had to kill a lot of penalties tonight, and there were some power plays, and uh, that can lead to jumbled lines and even injuries and that kind of stuff. So uh, for us to see the guys uh, all come together and uh, pull out for a big win against a great team is uh, is awesome, and hopefully that's a sign of good things to come. One thing that shouldn't be forgotten is the Devin Dubnik goaltending tonight. You were talking about him a couple of games ago, about how you've seen a certain resolve in the way that he's approaching his business this year, but he came up with some huge saves, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Devin's definitely a, a streaky guy, so hopefully if he... Uh, if he gets a big win like that tonight, hopefully that's a, 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 that ignites uh, the rest of the season for him. I mean, it's great to have a goalie that you can rely on in the back end and, and can win you games like that. Hey, Ryan Donato, Scotty Hannon here. Hey, I, I've loved the way you've been playing recently. I feel like you do a lot of things, the little things away from the puck so well. And you've been kind of snake-bitten on the score sheet, but I saw you took the puck to the net hard a couple times tonight. Was that sort of a game plan for you uh, in tonight's game? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think if they're going to give me the option to <laughs> take it to the net, I, I'm not afraid to do that. So uh, if they take away some of the options as a pass, that's something I uh, work on a lot. But uh, definitely, yeah, I try to get off that sneak bit uh, on the goal train. But if we're uh, if we're scoring in, in, on the power play and we're cashing and we're winning games, uh, I couldn't be more happy with that. Yeah, well, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job adding to the offense there. Thank you very much. Ryan, thanks a lot for joining us. We appreciate it. One last question, though. I couldn't help but, but to notice that you and Tori Krug got together a couple of times today, and I seem to remember he passed you the puck for his for your first NHL goal. Yeah, Tori's a close friend of mine, a great teammate, old teammate of mine. He got me good a couple times tonight, but uh, obviously we're enemies on the ice and friends away from the rink. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. That's all right. You got him good at the end of the night with two assists and the Sharks win, so congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Boom. The Sharks win by the score of 3-2. to two. San Jose winning for the ninth time this season. They've got 21 points, while the St. Louis Blues pick up one point as they fall to 14-8-4, and, and they have 32 points on the year. St. Louis has finished the road trip that they had at 4-0-2, so no regulation losses for Craig Berube's team. That's actually quite an accomplishment. Yeah, it's what you call a good road trip. And then, uh, you know, that team plays so well. They play so well in all three areas of the ice. Um, they had a great second period. Um, they really came at the Sharks. In the third period, maybe they were a little tired. I love the way the Sharks came out in that third period and really started to take it to St. Louis um, and got it to overtime and ended up winning it there. Not as good of a homestand for the Sharks at 2-4-1, but they'll take the victory tonight, and they'll build on it. And as you've said so many times, when you're in a losing streak, there are signs that you're coming out of it. We've seen that for a couple of games. Now maybe the Sharks can get on a bit of a roll. Yeah, it would be nice to see that because you saw a lot of different, uh, you know, if you looked in the previous losses earlier on, it was more so that they weren't getting a lot from a lot of different 
players. And then tonight, I felt like they got something from every single line. I, you know, even though Bob Boudner had to switch things around, I still like that energy. In the second period, it was a little back and forth, but maybe on the back of those penalty kills, and then all of a sudden you come back in the third. And I thought they really, they really had a good third period here tonight. Final score in overtime: the San Jose Sharks three, the St. Louis Blues two. That's it for our Sharks instant replay. This has been a presentation of the San Jose Sharks audio network.